How many of you today are concerned there's a, for the first time in your career a genuine possibility of a nuclear war? In January, it would have been about 1%, and they would have thought it would occur if only if ISIS got a hold of a nuclear weapon or an accident occurred. Folks, this breaking down of the international and national norms is the glue that holds the liberal world order together and holds together our system. That is what is being attacked now. And that's what's most dangerous. What up, yo? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's October 4th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe, share, like, all of that stuff if you have not done so already. And I wanted to throw to that uh, cold open there because that's Joe Biden, obviously, a couple of years back. You can see even just from what, you know, two, two and a half years ago, the guy was a little bit sharper, wasn't that sharp then, but was a little bit, certainly a little bit sharper than he is now. Uh, and he was warning about nuclear war because of course, Orange Man was president and he was very mean and all sorts of stuff. Uh, we had four years of peace under him and this Ukraine-Russia Russia thing right now uh, is really heating up between the Nord Stream pipeline blowing up in four sections. And then yesterday there were rumors that Russia was maybe moving some nuclear weapons. That sounds like it's not true, but there's this weird thing happening in the world right now. And this is of course, to the backdrop of this election that we've got coming up here where you just never know what's going to happen right before an election, where it seems like the war is getting hot again, that Russia's losing. And it's like, well, okay, if the guy with the nukes is losing and you don't give the guy with the nukes an off ramp, a way to save face, a way to get out and not feel like he's been totally destroyed or he's gonna be killed, uh, well, then he's got those weapons and that could be a problem. So I thought that would be an interesting backdrop, although it's actually not what we're discussing today. Today, we are discussing that uh, the vice president is a racist and a communist and her media cohorts are woke buffoons and we must destroy them. That is my work for today. I've set out an agenda and I'm gonna to stick to it. All right, so, okay, first, the way I thought we'd start this thing off was there was a video about two, three weeks ago uh, on Real Time Bill Maher's uh, show. Oh, and by the way, a lot of you are asking, uh, the interview that I did on Bill Maher's podcast, Club Random, it's over a two-hour conversation. There's a picture from last week. We drank, I smoked some weed, we talked about literally everything, some things that I wasn't thrilled to talk about. We talked about everything, the full Two-hour podcast will be out on Sunday, October 9th. That's this Sunday. There'll be clips going across YouTube and everything else. And then once it's out, then I'll do a little more of my feelings about it and a little bit of analysis and all of that stuff. But as you guys know, although Bill and I, we probably started at a very, very similar, say an old school classical liberal position, we've sort of diverged a little bit. That's okay. That's kind of what we got into, of course. Uh, but Bill is trying uh to keep the Democrats sane. It doesn't seem to be working to me, but he is trying, and I think it's a, a worthwhile goal to try. Uh, here's a video from about two weeks ago where he basically is just like, man, the Democrats have just absolutely lost their minds. This article is called Separating Sports by Sex Doesn't Make Sense. 
Yes, it does. <laughs> and this is the problem with the Democrats. They are the party of no common sense. This article, maintaining this binary in youth sports, maintaining this binary, meaning boys and girls on different teams when they're young, reinforces the idea that boys are inherently bigger, faster, and stronger. They are. <laughs> this is an, an, a, a notion that's been challenged by scientists for years. No, it, no, hasn't. it hasn't. And these are like, these are the follow the science people. Yeah. You know, that's a, follow the science. Okay, credit where credit is due. He gets it. He understands there's differences between boys and girls. He understands that these people are not the ones that are following the science, even though they're always screaming that we're anti-science and all of that stuff. The question, of course, remains at the end of the day, which way are you going to vote? Are you going to vote for more people that will push these bad ideas and, and insert more wokeness into the government and our cultural institutions and all of those things? Or are you going to kind of suck it up and vote for some people that maybe you disagree with on a couple things, but are actually pushing back against that? You know my feelings on that. Let's leave that there. Three days ago on Real Time, uh, Bill uh, wasn't too thrilled with uh, Kamala Harris and let it be known. He, he, no, I mean, he waited a very long time. He's like Dracula. I have crossed oceans of time. <laughs> I have crossed <laughs> oceans of time to, to be the president. Right. Once you have that real estate and you uh, wake up in the White House yeah. and your office is the Oval, I just don't think you give it up. It's very hard to take the nomination away from the, the president. Yeah, that's you not going to uh, Assuming yeah. president. And what I could see is replacing the vice president because... Yeah, she's, she's just not very popular Hasn't anywhere, out. and <laughs> it didn't seem to work out, and um, I don't know, that's been done before on a ticket. I just think she's a bad politician. I mean, that's super interesting, right? First off, Bill basically says replace her. His audience claps, right? Now, his audience, which is a combination of, say, let's say, progressives and, you know, not insane liberals, something like that, they applaud that she should be replaced. Uh, Bill's argument, I think, still is that Joe is either able to run or should run or will run. I, I disagree with that. I just think there's absolutely no chance they're going to have to drag his rotting carcass out there in two years from now to, to do that. And I think they're going to throw him under the bus after the midterms anyway. Uh, but the point is, he's addressing the fact that Kamala Harris is not very good at her job. She was polling incredibly low uh, when he selected her or when the powers that be selected her. And it's not working. Her circular logic, Russia big, Ukraine small going to North Korea, going to South Korea, thinking she's in North Korea, like all of these things, uh, they start adding up over time. And then, of course, there was this one from a couple days ago. Uh, obviously, we had Hurricane Ian here in Florida, and the devastation is still being cleaned up all over Southwest Florida right now. Uh, Kamala Harris went uh, for an interview on C-SPAN, and she came out in essence, I mean, she already was, but she went full racist, and full communist, here is the unedited video. Unedited, can I say it's unedited? This is the unedited video. Can you talk just a little bit about the relief efforts, obviously, of Hurricane Ian and what the administration has been doing to address the climate crisis in the States? It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making. And so women. we, 
Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. Okay, so I know I played this one for you yesterday, but the brouhaha around it is really what I want to address today. But very quickly first, what she said there at the end, let's, let's do the communist part first. She wants everyone to end up in the same place. That is not congruent with the American dream. What the American dream says is, hey, we've got equality. And some people start with more, some people start with less, less. Some people have great gifts, some people don't. Some people come from great families, some people come from broken families. There, there's the gestalt of life that is uh, just out there. And if we have equal laws for everyone, it might be harder for some people and easier for some, but plenty of people are born rich and end up poor and plenty of people are born poor and end up rich. It's the chance. You got a chance, man, in the United States. That's what it's all about. The idea that you'd want all people to end up in the same place. Uh, no, you wouldn't want all people to end up in the same place. That is what communism is that we would all have the same thing. Now, of course, what she really means by that, she doesn't really mean it, right? She doesn't really mean we'll all end up in the same place. She means her and her crew of elites, they'll have a lot more, but you peons will all end up just satiated enough that you'll all have the exact same thing. So it's, it's a communist argument that she is making. By the way, she was making that argument before she was vice president. So at least she's being consistent in her, uh, in her interest in communism. As far as the racist part, uh, if you are going to give government aid by the basis of someone's skin color, she says you would want equity when it comes to communities of color. Well, if you're going to say, oh, there's a trailer park of people and their houses got blown away, and here's another trailer park of people and their houses got blown away, this community has more black people, this community has more white people, we're gonna give more resources here because of historic injustice or something, then that is a racist policy. Uh, that is against the Constitution of the United States. So I would actually welcome her to try to do it. Of course, she won't try to do it because the FEMA head already had to rebuke her and say, no, we actually give uh, aid based on whoever needs it. It's as simple as that. But now here's why I'm, I'm reiterating this whole point and bringing it up because we did discuss it yesterday. If you want to see how the media and the political elite lie about everything and how they launder their lies through the system. This is absolutely perfect. So here's a tweet by Andrew Bates. Now, Andrew Bates is the deputy press secretary to the White House. I think he works right under Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's the press secretary. He's the deputy press secretary. So he quotes PolitiFact and the New York Times and Reuters, all claiming that she did not say what we just heard her say, that it had something to do with race. Uh, PolitiFact, no, Kamala Harris didn't say hurricane relief would be based on skin color. Actually, she did. We just played you guys the video. I should illustrate, by the way, or I should just uh, make a point of saying, uh, when I told you that video wasn't edited, we just cut from the question immediately to the answer. So there was an edit there, but we didn't edit it for content in any way. You heard her ask about Hurricane Ian relief, and then you heard the answer to it. So first, uh, go back to the tweet there for a second. Uh, so there's, he quotes PolitiFact. So PolitiFact is a website that lies. They claim to be a fact-checking site, but they lie because she did say it would be based on skin color. She said communities of color. Then he quotes the New York Times. Conservatives distort Harris's remarks about hurricane relief. So it's, ah, oh, you see those conservatives, they pounced those mean conservatives. Nobody distorted it. She's the one that said equity should be built in and she's the one who brought up 
skin color. Go back to it one more time. Then Reuters deliberately distorted. We played it for you straight up. You know what? Let's play it straight up one more time. Can you talk just a little bit about the relief efforts, obviously, of Hurricane Ian and what the administration has been doing to address the climate crisis in the states? It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we... Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. God, it's worse every time you hear it. Yeah, not everyone does start in the same place, but it doesn't mean everyone should end up in the same place. She, she's anti-American. She, she doesn't understand the American dream. Uh, I believe her to be racist and, okay, is what it is. So I showed you uh, the deputy press secretary for the White House using mainstream media sources, New York Times, PolitiFact, and Reuters, to lie, right? And then a whole bunch of people, myself included, we just tweet the video at him and then they don't delete anything, they don't respond. Like, they, they don't mind the lies because they know that they're part of the machine. So a day or two goes by and everyone forgets. VP uh, Kamala Harris's uh, comms, person, Kirsten Allen is her name, she tweeted this. Scott Harris claimed, said, if you have a different skin color, you're going to get relief faster after Hurricane Ian. Harris said no such thing. We rate this claim as false. This is PolitiFact uh, talking about the exact same thing. They were re referencing, the Scott that they're referencing there is Rick Scott, who loosely quoted what uh, Kamala Harris said. So you guys get it. They lie and they lie and they lie. They're allowed to share misinformation that is govern those are government officials sharing misinformation despite video that just makes it so obvious what the truth is and this actually when you understand that they're anti-american and that they have racist ideas and that they don't mind lying and they have the whole machinery behind them this is also directly linked to why they want to make sure the rest of us are censored because in the old days if you own the entire cultural apparatus and the political machinery and all of it, you could just lie and nobody had, we didn't have ways to, to debunk the lies in real time, right? But now what happens on Twitter when these people lie, I mean, both of those tweets, one from a deputy White House press secretary and one from the comms girl for the, for the VP, they get ratioed to high hell because tons of people share the video, say, no, you're lying. As I said, they don't delete it. They don't acknowledge that they're doing it, that they're lying in the first place. So what that does lead to is that's why big tech must censor us. That's because they know that too many people can see the truth. So whether it's suppressing certain things or banning certain people or making it so that one side can't share misinformation, but one, can, one side can, you guys get it. So that's why there is such a toxic stew here. It's also why I always say you have to give the devil his due because whether it's starting a freaking nuclear war a week before the, the midterms or just lying about all of these things or bringing back COVID or whatever, it's like, we gotta, don't, don't feel so great right now. Yes, it does look, and by any sane logic, there will be a red wave. But don't get overconfident, man, because these people will pull out every trick in the book and they will claim that you are the ones doing it while they do it right in front of your uh, face. But the point of all of this is that her equity comments are reflective of what Democrats think of minorities. They think that minorities 
are helpless and they think that minorities, whether it's a sexual minority, uh, whether it is a skin color minority, whatever it might be, they need you in that box. They got nothing else. So they will pander to high hell to keep you in your box and, and keep you really so that you're not a person. What they fear is the individual more than anything else. And uh, unfortunately for them, the individual is the root of our free Western society. So they use this racial division, this negativity, basically as a battering ram to advance their agenda, which of course is government control over everything. So now I want to move forward a little bit because I, I really thought this was wonderful. You guys uh, know Amala Epinobi, who's been on the show many times. Uh, she's a contributor at PragerU. She's a good friend of mine. She's, she's become just an absolute all-star uh, in fighting this woke nonsense. Uh, she went on Dr. Phil and uh, deb debated with a professor from Arizona State, his name is Neil Lester, on cultural appropriation. And I just thought this was wonderful. So it is a thing and people need to be aware of. Can anybody appropriate? Uh, anybody can appropriate, yes. Not just white people. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Appropriation is intersectional. So old people can appropriate youth culture, Youth culture can appropriate old folks. Uh, people who are not incarcerated can impersonate uh, you know, prisoners or those who are incarcerated. Uh, men appropriate women's attire for the sake of funny uh, and mocking. So absolutely anybody can do it and everybody on some level may have flirted with it. Okay, but a lot of the time that people that I've seen are called out for this, it's not that they were making fun or mocking in some way. It was just that they had adopted uh, a fashion or a style or whatever. I would say that's a performance. So if somebody's culture and somebody's identity becomes a performance, then it's reductive. So if you're reducing, for example, say the civil rights movement to an Afro and you wear that or you wear dreadlock wigs, you know, that uh, Rastafarians may wear, you do that because it's edgy, because it's cool, but ultimately because it's not you and you're getting some kind of cultural capital from that by doing it. And, and who's hurt by that? Well, it's not a matter of who's hurt by it, it's who's being disrespected by it. Well, who's being disrespected by it? A whole culture of people whose identities are wrapped in whatever you're dressing into and can then take off. Amal, you don't agree. I don't, no. You so really it, put those on the same level? I absolutely Racism do. and sexism, absolutely. you put it on the same level as, as cultural appropriation? That's exactly. So if somebody wears their hair like you're wearing it, you put that on the same level as, as racism? Absolutely. I put that on the same wow. level as white supremacy because white supremacy is intersectional. Uh, guys, sorry, I think one of our clips got a little crossed up there. I'll see if we can possibly get it. But uh, Amala had a wonderful response to that. I'll, I'll make sure we post it uh, separately. Um, but in essence, what you're getting there is a professor. I mean, this man is a professor at Arizona State. Everything that he said there is complete nonsense, except it's nonsense that has now been wholly imported into the Democrat Party. There are no Democrats, except maybe for Bill Maher and a, and a small cadre of other people who are willing to fight that nonsense. You can wear whatever haircut you want. You can make whatever jokes you want. You can eat whatever food you want. You can put on whatever clothes you want to put on. These people don't own you. They don't own your mind. They don't know whether you're doing something to honor it or make fun of it. And guess what? You're also allowed to make fun of things. We used to joke about everything. You guys remember Don Rickles? 
Remember Don Rickles, who would literally walk out into an audience and talk about the Chinaman and the Jew and the black guy and the Latino and, blah, blah, and make fun of absolutely everybody. And then everybody was like, oh, we're all part of America. We're all in on the joke as opposed to, oh, well, I can't make fun of you over there because you oh, you, you might blow yourself up or something. It's, it's, it's so dangerous what these people are pushing. Um, are we gonna be able to snag an Amla thing, you think? No? All right, we're gonna, we're gonna put something up separately on that because she really just gave an absolutely wonderful uh, rebuttal to that guy. Uh, but the point of the clip really was to show that everything he said there, that is the stuff that Kamala Harris believes. That is the stuff that the progressives believe. And this is why they pander to everybody because none of it really makes sense. But you just have to keep people thinking that if someone wears a haircut of a certain way or eats a certain food, that they're the bad guy and you're the good guy. Uh, but if you want to see some true pandering, we've, we've got a little collection of Democrats pandering. Uh, remember Joe Biden? This is Miami when he was running for president. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. So you see what he did there. He was talking to Latino people, so he pretended that he liked Desposito. Can I tell you a funny story about Desposito? Last year or two years ago when we were off the grid, we went to Mexico. We're at this resort, and they just kept playing Desposito over. It was every third song, Desposito, Desposito. You guys, David is very calm and cool. Like He does not get upset. He almost had a nervous breakdown. He almost killed an attendant because uh, we couldn't hear Desposito anymore. He, he turned against Bieber. Anyway, this is what they do. Oh, you're Latino people. You must love this Spanish song. But it could be worse than that. You may remember Hillary and the hot sauce. What's, what's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now listen, yes. I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that last line there. You're pandering to black people. Is it working? Ugh. God, she's evil, 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 evil. But I know you're watching this and you're going, Dave, this is too heavy-handed. You're showing me an old video of Desposito with the elderly man. You're showing me an old video of Hillary Clinton with her hot sauce. It can't be that anything happened in the last day, like say yesterday. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure since you're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals and Delaware is as well, and I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I spent a lot of time in the northern part of the state. Nothing. It's meaningless drivel. Every word that comes out of his mouth. Yes, he was raised in the Puerto Rican community politically. What does that mean? It means absolutely nothing. I actually do want to throw back to it. It's only 10 seconds. Because look at Jill Biden, this, this woman who, I, you know, she's worse than him because she knows what's going on and she's abusing him and using him and all of that stuff. And she's probably banging Gavin Newsom on the side. Um, they're, they're a little breaking news for you. But look at her face the entire time because she knows everything he says is nonsense. She knows he can't read the teleprompter correctly. And she knows he's always one breath away from the entire thing breaking down. Look at the soulless look in her face. And so I, uh, 
I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals and Delaware is as well, and I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Jill, Dr. Jill, paging Dr. Jill, Jesus. Uh, but there's more if you want to see just the endless woke nonsense from these people. Here's Biden at a Hispanic heritage event uh, from a day, was this from a day or two ago? Providing a pathway for dreamers. Can you imagine maybe some of you were dreamers? It's like, you're, well, I don't know what people expect to say when your mom's taking you across the Rio Grande and say, no, mom, I'm staying here. I'm not going. I'm going to make my choice. Come on. This is bizarre. The temporary status holders, farm workers, and essential workers as well. Okay, I'm not even sure what his point was there. It was something about the fact that, you know, the dreamers are the kids who come from illegal immigrants that are here. It's something like that they wouldn't want to say that they don't want to come. He's just, everything with these people, it's just the worst sort of pandering and, uh, it's just... How did this guy become president? What, what did we do to deserve this? What did we do? Um, all right, so what do we do here? What do we do? Well, we clearly explain ourselves, as I often say to you guys, and we start voting a different way. We really have to start voting a different way, and that is happening right now. Uh, we've got some video here of Latino people, Latinx people, as they call them, in Texas, explaining why they're uh, leaving the Democratic Party. She wants the party to take stronger action on issues like abortion and voting rights. But our poll found that the top issues for Latinos was actually the cost of living. We see that prices are through the roof and we want to know what people are going to do to help put that burden down. In conservative stronghold states like Texas, signs of a political shift among Latino voters, with more now leaning Republican. Maria, you were a Democrat and you are now a Republican. Why? Because uh, the fact that the Democratic Party has changed a lot and identif identify more with the uh, Republican Party. What things? Well, we're for God, country, family, and hard work. God, country, family, and hard work. Pretty good. Even if we all disagree on what the exact definition of God is, but that we could all maybe agree that there's something else going on and country's pretty good and hard work is pretty good. Meritocracy is good. Uh, borders are good. So you're not going to believe this, but Latino people are like everybody else and they care about the same things we all do. But that's why the media is always trying to whittle it. Latino people vote this way and black people vote this way. These people vote this way. Because if they can keep you in that box, you are not a fully functioning human being. You're just a cog in the machine. Uh, but here's a Latino NBC reporter admitting the Dems are screwed. Latinos are the largest, uh, the fastest growing group of voters, mm -hmm. and the numbers are there. We, Latino voters represent, make up about one out of ten voters. But they're also very unhappy. I mean, the pandemic hit them very hard. The economy is hitting them very hard. Inflation is hitting. They are unhappy about the job quality. And if you see the, the main issues Latino care about, yeah. they are right there. Economy, the job quality. So, uh, yeah, this is a concern, and this can make things very difficult for Democrats. Yeah. Latinos, once again, they're just like tu y yo. They're just like all of us. You know, they care about jobs. They didn't want to be locked down, all of that stuff. They actually want borders. Once you see it, guys, you just see right through it. So either 
this is for that little sliver, right? I'm always talking about that sliver of people that actually could shift, right? Because you got your, your sort of base on both sides. You got your base on the right, you got your base on the left, but that sliver of people that are the ones that are still undecided or actually could vote a different way or whatever. It's like, this is what we have to illuminate for them. You can be part of the party of racism and you can be part of the party of high taxes and no borders and chopping off children's genitals. That's a set of ideas that's, you know, you can go for that. Or you could maybe be for say, hard work and the constitution and borders. And then, you know, going, hey, I'm gonna put myself out there and see what happens because we have equality in this country, not equity. So a little bit of it is on me so that I could do that, uh, what was that thing, that pursuit of happiness thing, right? Because they wrote that one down too and that was pretty good. All right, we got a couple comments from the locals community. Dragon says they don't follow science. They have created a false religion out of scientism, most dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the same people who will tell you follow the science and be injected with things that are untested and uh, stay six feet away from people and wear masks that don't work, they will are the same people. I mean, it's so extraordinary. Those are the exact same people who will tell you that an eight-month fetus is not a life. Those are the same people who will virtually lie about everything. I mean, they will tell you that just because you have a penis, you're not a boy. Uh, there is almost nothing. The fact that that even needs to be said, just so stupid. Thatch says, Democrats scream about all the things that MAGA Republicans will do to us, but I'm looking at all the things that Democrats have already done to us. That's a great point. That's a great point and an excellent use of caps right there. Uh, yeah. It's as simple as that. They keep scaring us. If these people get power, this is what they're going to do. Well, the truth is Donald Trump was president and we had those four years. And if it wasn't for COVID and then the summer of love where Democrats rampaged through the streets, burning down cities, uh, if it wasn't for that, everything was really good. The economy was chugging along. We had peace deals in the Middle East. We didn't have a war in uh, Russia and Ukraine. Like things were really, really good. And I would venture to say that secretly, even some of the Trump deranged people, if they could go and turn back the clock and be like, you know what, how about we just roll back to say, I don't know, winter of 2019, right? Winter, winter of 2019, could we just go back there and just all kind of take a breath and be like, all right, maybe Orange Man isn't Hitler. This thing's going pretty well, as opposed to what's happening now with gas prices, with a, a looming nuclear war, literally, like you think that maybe uh, people should regret going all in on destroying the guy, you think? Uh, Anka says, I remember equity when I lived in communist Poland. In our block of flats, we had professors, janitors, drivers, and doctors. We all had the same flats and furniture and no motivation to work. Ooh, I love that. I, well, thank you for sharing that comment. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. Do you want to all end up in the same place? Why, why is it that when you look back on like Soviet era communism, uh, that the, all of the buildings look exactly the same with the weird green lighting and there's no innovation. There's nothing interesting to look at. Like that's a visual representation of what communism does to the human spirit. We'll all end up in our box with the linoleum floor and the rattly uh, air conditioner or heater, right? None of us, whether you are a doctor who studies for years, uh, will be able to succeed in a real way and really follow your dreams. We will all just be little cogs in a, in a much bigger machine. Well, it ain't for me, and I don't think it, it ain't for most of you, 
So this is what we have to fight because the vice president of the United States, regardless of whether the New York Times and Reuters and PolitiFact and the rest of them will admit it, she full on came out and said that government assistance should be based on skin color and that we should be trying to get everyone to that same spot. And you know what? That same spot is exactly what you just described right there from communist Poland. Doesn't matter how hard you work. It, what really matters is we're just going to make you live like that. And by the way, the elites will always live way better than that. When Bill Gates is pushing, you know, stop eating meat on people, uh, Bill Gates owns more farmland than anyone else in the United States right now. They lie, they lie, they lie, and they lie. Uh, guys, if you haven't subscribed, join us at rumble.com slash Ruben Report. If you want to play along during the show uh, and see some pictures of the babies uh, and all that good stuff, you can join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Part one of my uh, newest interview with Dennis Prager, all about uh, the Bible and some old ideas that are way better than today's new woke ideas, is up right now. Uh, tomorrow is Yom Kippur, which is the holiest day in the Jewish year. So I will not be working tomorrow. I'm gonna fast, eat some bagels at night, a little repenting, the whole thing. Uh, and then on Thursday, uh, our second child, uh, we are inducing, the surrogate is gonna be induced. She's basically at 40 weeks already. So we are gonna be inducing so baby two will be coming. So there'll be no show tomorrow. However, Thursday, we are gonna do a pre-taped Q&A, which we're taping today. We'll air that on Thursday. And then there won't be a show on Friday, right? No show on Friday. I need like a day, you know, with the kid and the screaming and the crying and the pooping. And it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and finally, before I go, I will be on Megyn Kelly's show today at noon Eastern on Sirius XM, if you wanna tune into that. And finally, we leave you with a cold close from the elderly man pretending to be president. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.